0: Welcome to the University of Arkansas for Medical Sciences Residency Preparation Course Podcast. I am your host, Karina Clemens. My doctorate is in education. I'm currently the Assistant Dean for Medical Education at UAMS and a faculty member in the Department of Medical Humanities and Bioethics. Our guests today are Lindsay Sward, MD, and Yasna Luk, MD, PhD. Our discussion today centers on the theme of learning and specifically the topic of high yield learning with a focus on several readings with relevance for medical students who will soon be transitioning into residency. The first reading is Dunlosky et al. Improving Students' Learning with Effective Learning Techniques, Promising Directions from Cognitive and Educational Psychology. The second article is PISA et al awareness and usage of evidence-based learning strategies among health professions, students, and faculty. Starting with a question of relevance, from your perspective, why is the topic of high yield learning important for medical students who'll soon be transitioning to residency? Yasna? I think it's important to um,
1: be aware that um, using effective learning strategies um, are important in your residency, uh, especially when uh, when you're busy as a resident. And sometimes I see residents who might have difficulty to pass step three exam or board exams and, and they forget to use these strategies, even they use them as students. So I think it's important to uh, regulate your own learning and evaluate your strategies and outcomes, and um, uh, also um, you know, be reminded about effective strategies.
0: Thank you. Lindsay?
2: Yeah, so I feel like this topic is really relevant to um, soon-to-be residents because, like Dr. Vuk said, you're dealing with a limited number of time Um, a limited amount of time for education. Um, A lot of your time is gonna be devoted to patient care and not that you're not learning when you're doing patient care, um, but in terms of time to focus on education, it's it's just gonna be more limited. I think the other thing is it's very self-guided. Right. So you don't necessarily have someone telling you this is what you need to learn. Um, So your learning is is self-directed and self-guided and and in order to um, effectively learn during residency and, and not just, you know, kind of I don't know, go along doing patient care. You know, if you wanna actually learn something while you're doing your your job, you need to apply some effective strategies uh, that are gonna help you along the way.
0: Thank you. From the reading specifically, what stood out to you as important takeaways for medical students who'll be transitioning to residency soon? Um,
2: I, I think um, one of the things that I took away was um, that really we are, as I say we as healthcare um, providers, we kind of are reliant on strategies that that may not be very effective. Um, and we haven't necessarily been taught effective strategies. And so that really kind of stood out to me as, as something that, you know, going through medical school and residency, I, I don't know that I used some of these more effective strategies um, that, you know, might might have better guided my learning.
1: Um, yes, as a resident, um, you might be really spending uh, most of your time on patient care, but at the same time, the exams that you need to take really require a lot of knowledge and maybe details to learn. And uh, when I see, um, problems with passing the exam it usually uh, happens because uh, there was no there, was, there were no uh, distributed practice or enough uh, practice testing for a long period of time and because of maybe a shortage of time um, the residents might try to study before they take the exam and then it, of course it cannot really be as successful as they use distributed practice. Uh, during a uh, you know, longer period of time. And sometimes it's just really uh, like learning in patient care might not be always the same as the uh, questions that are asked on, on these exams.
0: And yes, some of our listeners may not be familiar with the term distributed practice. Could you describe that?
1: So this is opposite from cramming for exam. Um, So you have to really uh, review the material actively, try to retrieve multiple times and in in different intervals and more you do that, uh, longer uh, retention will be as a result. So this is, for example, when students study for step exams and they need to do multiple retrieval and long um, and several repetitions during the study period and it will be more successful.
0: I think the, uh, across time is very important in those cases and not that the learning experiences occur all in one day or two, but over the course of multiple days with sleep in between those days also. So what advice would you give to medical students who'll soon be residents specifically related to high yield learning?
2: One of the things that I think about in terms of of more high yield learning is as residents, it's a little bit harder to, find some of these effective techniques. So for instance, for medical students, there's lots of great question banks and practice questions and things like that. And those don't necessarily exist for residents. Um, I know for our residents, for example, they just recently, probably within the past two years, came out with a practice uh, question bank for their you know, specific board exams. So I do think um, you have to be a little bit more diligent in finding um, some of the you know, resources it may not be quite as easy to find as um, when you were in medical school. And then the, the other thing, um, you know, advice wise is, um, you know, we talk about, y'all talked about distributed practice. Um, we do a lot with our residents in terms of repetition. Um, so just repeating concepts over and over and over again. I had a faculty member once that said, if you throw mud at the wall enough times, some of it's gonna stick, right? So I think there's a lot of importance in repetition as residents, and you're gonna see a lot of the same things over and over again. And just you know, going back and reviewing concepts and things like that is, is very helpful.
1: I think it's also important to know that what you learn now in a medical school um, it will be helpful and you might need to go back to some topics again. And uh, this knowledge will not be lost and <laughs> very much used in your future career. And um, um, I know that uh, some uh, residents that I work with would say, I thought that I didn't have enough time when I, when I was a student but now I really don't have time. So how to use it uh, time more effectively and, um, and strategies that we talked about. This is uh, very important.
0: So from your own perspective as a faculty member, as a physician, can you tell us more about your own personal experience with high yield learning? I work in the Student Success Center with medical students, providing academic
1: support, but also with residents and sometimes fellows. Uh, So I emphasize in my work uh, these effective study strategies and uh, try to correct if I see that students are not using effective strategies and how to improve their learning and long retention. So it's basically on my everyday basis.
2: Uh, that I work with. Yeah, I think you know from from my experience, um, kind of similar to what I said before. There's a lot of these higher, more m- more effective strategies. I feel like that um, are geared towards medical students. And sometimes it's hard to to find um, some of those um, resources as a resident um, in terms of like practice testing and things like that. Um, I, I think that um, you know the things that I used as a resident: um, rereading, underlining, highlighting. Are really some of the things that are not very effective strategies. And when I think back to those things, I think, oh yeah, it's probably why I had to reread the same thing a million times, right? So not very, um, not not very effective learning strategies in a sense that you know I I remember highlighting things, but I don't necessarily then remember that you know two months later. Um, so I think that. Um, it would have been nice as a resident to have some practice questions and things like that, that that really weren't available. So I think when when you do have those things available, definitely making you know making use of of those things um, is is helpful. The the distributed practice definitely um, you know in terms of planning out a study schedule, you know making sure that you give yourself plenty of time, things like that going back and looking at things again that you've learned before. I think those are the things that I have found to be, you know, helpful to me and my, you know, personal learning over time.
0: I've had a similar experience. When I, when I looked at this chart, I realized that the way that I made it through college, I, I could have been a lot more efficient with my time in terms of learning. And one of the things that I find for me personally is, with the distributed practice, that uh, a barrier for me is the wish to procrastinate. But I find that if I will just do some, not the entire amount that I hoped that I would do all at once, but some over time, that it actually is very impactful for for my learning. I think one way how, it can be you know active learning uh
1: implemented without even all these question banks it's the, to create questions for yourself so what do I need to know? What I already know about this, how I can apply in, in patient care. So what is the mechanism uh, behind that? And uh, how, do, uh, how does patient present? And how I'm going to explain that to, uh, to family or to patient? I think creating more uh, approach like questioning yourself Uh, it will be um, easier to remember and make it to stick better instead of just reading from a textbook
0: and highlighting. Thank you to our guests today and our listeners. We hope you'll be able to join us for another episode of the UMS Residency Preparation Course Podcast. Take care.